What up, everybody? Welcome to episode 15 of Midwestern Fins. It's your boy, Taylor Ballard, with my trusty co-host, Matt Hagler, and our very special guest this week, Josh Houts. What's going on, Houts? How's it, how's it going, man? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. I know I kind of gave uh, Haggy some shit that he hadn't had me on sooner. I know he had <laughs> Sutton on. He seemed to have everyone else from Dolphins Twitter on. I'm just glad to finally get a chance to come on here and talk to you guys. Well, thanks for coming on. And we're, we're totally cool with the, the, the shit given. I mean, like, if anybody else wants to be a guest on here, hit, hit us up, of course. We've got a pretty extensive list, though, so just wait up. Yeah, it kind of came up in conversation with Cut or with uh, Sutton first, so might be. <laughs> he's older than me. Like we said, he's older than me. He has about six more kids than me, so it, it makes sense. <laughs> Soccer dad's first. I think he has a whole basketball roster. If you do the math, I think he has a, a sixth man in everything. So it's it's really impressive. I don't know how he does it. His wife's the real MVP, but <laughs> I, I don't blame you one bit for having something on before me. That guy is uh, – I love that man. <laughs> well, he'll go from basketball to baseball and up into football. Man, just imagine having an entire baseball team. You know, um, like what's – I still probably wouldn't be interested in baseball, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, who would be? Cromartie played on the Chargers first, right? Like, that was his first team. I believe Antonio so, Cromartie. yeah. I believe so, yeah. And then he went. Yeah, that was because he played for the Chargers when he had the 109-yard kick return, right? So, if that's the case, then Phillip Rivers and Antonio Cromartie could field an entire football team between the two of them. What if they have this like internal competition going on between the two? <laughs> that's that's the reason they both have so many children is because they made a bet back in like rookie minicamp or something. <laughs> Philip Rivers is going <laughs> to have more children than him, and he, they just been pounding away all ever since. <laughs> I would oh, watch that thirty. I'd watch that thirty for thirty. There's going to be a thirty for thirty on Cromartie. I feel it. Yo, man, what's it feel like to play for fourteen NFL teams and have fourteen kids? <laughs> And he, didn't he have a kid after he got a vasectomy? Like, that's, I don't know, man. You got some powerful shit if that's the case. I think you're right. I really do. Yeah, that's Speaking like maybe he had something in the freezer waiting for him or something. I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. Freezer, baby. <laughs> you, just, you just went into an ice cube tray and just it's just all just... <laughs> <laughs> Little sperm ice cubes. Is that is that what you're trying to get at? <laughs> no, but that's also pretty good. But okay, can you imagine if you did if you did that, and then like you had to tell your kids someday like that. <laughs> that okay, I'm Captain America. Just like yeah, like I had this ice cube, and your mom was feeling frisky. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Imagine if, like that was an accident. Like, what if that was a joke, and then it actually turned into something real? And then, like, you're like a 17 year old high school kid. And that's how you ended up having a baby. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, I'm, it, maybe it happened. I think you should like try to reach out and start a hashtag and get someone on your show who has had this experience with a frozen semen ice cube, and next thing you know, they've had a child. That's a fair statement. I'll put something out on Twitter to ask. Good plan. Hey, uh, everybody that's listening, speaking of that, uh, I am back from my Twitter hiatus. I know that none of you missed me, but here we are. Um, I'm glad to be back. It's nice to be back on the Twitter streets. Uh, not that the Dolphins have made any difference, but Kenyon Drake's going to be a lion by the end of the weekend. We'll see how that goes. How did that hiatus go? Did, like, did, were you itching to get back on? Because I know that Twitter nowadays, I mean, that's where you get all your news and shit. So how, how bad was that? You know, honestly, for me right now, it wasn't that awful because there wasn't anything that I didn't like that I didn't know about elsewhere, I guess. I was basically just on like a social media hiatus in general, but that didn't mean I wasn't getting news. I just had to look in elsewhere places, I guess. Probably use a newspaper like in the old days. Go down to get some coffee in the morning and get your newspaper and read through the sports pages. 
damn right. So like in Rapid City, there's a place called Jerry's Cakes and Donuts. And that's literally all they do is sell donuts and coffee. And people just go in there to eat a donut, drink coffee, and read the newspaper. I haven't seen anybody else in there doing anything other than that, which is great. <laughs> Jesus. And their donuts are primo. So if anybody's ever in Rapid City, South Dakota, stop at Jerry's Cakes and Donuts and get a donut. That's not a sponsor to the podcast, is it? Because it should be. No, but that would be awesome if we could get that. Yeah, for our 14 listeners out there that are nowhere near uh, Rapid City. <laughs> I think we're at like seven, but. <laughs> All right, so we play the Steelers this week. What do you want to see out of that, Houts? I'm, I'm kind of torn. Do we want to see a win or do we want to see a loss? Because I don't know how you guys are on this whole tank thing. I don't know how you guys feel about Tua. I know I, th- I don't know that Haggy's a fan. I, c- I can't really tell. I, d- I don't know what his quarterback. I don't know what his. I don't know what his prototypical quarterback is. I know they gotta be mobile, and uh, I okay. think that Trace McSorley wear a visor because I'm I'm picturing him in my head, and he's just like a poor man's Baker Mayfield, right? But I wouldn't say how, a poor man's. Uh, I would say if you put Trace McSorley and you put the uh, nice beard on him and face paint and he got a little angry it would probably look just and play just like baker mayfield is right now don't you think i'd probably be playing better right now actually with how baker's playing shit so so i mean i don't know if i want to see a win or a loss i guess it helps the dolphins draft pick if they win but if you want to uh, i don't know that the dolphins can win any games this year so i'm torn i guess just go out there and make it a competitive game and don't look like assholes on national television because you know that, that was kind of the whole laughing stock Sam Darnold seeing ghosts and just Adam Gase just looking like, well, shit, which is awesome because we all hate Adam Gase. But I don't want to see the Dolphins go out there and make an ass out of themselves. But at the same time, I'm torn on whether I want to see a victory or not. What about you guys? Here's where I'm at. It would be smart for the Dolphins to beat the Steelers this week to get a better draft position from them and then purposely lose to the Bengals on December 22nd. So then the Bengals and the Dolphins both finish with 1-15 records, but the Bengals have the tiebreaker because of the head-to-head score. So then the Dolphins would still have number one overall draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. That's... Yeah, I'd, I'm, that's some informative stuff that you can only hear here. So I, I didn't know any of that. <laughs> I, I don't know that whole you know, tiebreaker situation. It gets I, too damn I'm confusing. Sure that... I think the head-to-head is actually pretty far down the list, to be honest with you. I think it's, like, overall record, division record, conference record, and then, like, points scored against something like that. Probably strength of schedule, too. Yeah, there's got to be that involved in there. And Strength of schedule constantly changes because the records change constantly. Well, I know but, at some point there's, like, a coin toss or something. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the only thing I know is they just flip a coin and... It's the most anticlimactic coin flip ever. It's like, what the fuck? I think John Gruden like fist bumped the other year because he won the coin flip. He was so excited. <laughs> but if uh, the Patriots go undefeated this year, then the Dolphins should have a pretty strong strength of schedule, theory. No one wants to see that, though, right? We, we as much as, I mean, we weren't alive in 1972, so I hate how people bring that up and they're always, you know, the Dolphins were the, no one gives a shit. We weren't alive. We don't care. All we want to do is see a Super Bowl now, but. I definitely do not want to see the New England Patriots go undefeated because Tom Brady has a fuck Tom Brady, fuck Bill Belichick. The entire franchise is just at soon. Soon the Dolphins are going to be, you know, they're going to have a chance in the AFCs because at some point Tom Brady's got to leave. At some point Bill Belichick's got to leave, and then at that point, hopefully the Dolphins are through this rebuild and you know they got their quarterback and things are looking up. But right now, no one wants to see an undefeated Patriots team. Fuck that. And see for me, right. I consider Bill Belichick the second best head coach of all time. But I see Tom Brady as a very mediocre quarterback. Like, maybe above average. But, like, honestly, like, his defense has carried him so much. It's ridiculous. So is Don Shula the first? Is is he your top head coach? I have to ask. Oh, yeah. Most wins, perfect season, two Super Bowls, and he uh, had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks among other Hall of Famers. So, and he never spied, and you know, used drones and practice cameras yep. and things like that. So, I mean, I completely agree. 
he also had the most prolific passing offense in history in a very, very run first NFL. Like, I don't think Troy Aikman ever threw more than 30 touchdowns in a season. And he had Michael Irvin on his team. I mean, look back at that, right? That's a pretty significant thing. And imagine if Marino ever had an Emmett Smith. I mean, I would probably guess he'd have a Super Bowl or two if he actually had a supporting cast outside of, you know, what he did with the right arm of God and those receivers. But they never had a running back. I remember Kareem Abdul-Jabbar being excited about him. I don't know if you guys remember him, but Jesus. Yeah, was like, <laughs> yeah, and I remember he, I think he was a rookie from UCLA, and I just remember, you know, I kept you search his name nowadays, and you keep getting the damn basketball player, which I I don't like basketball, but it's it's definitely something to think about. And I remember there were rumors that you know Barry Sanders wanted to go there and get traded, and the Dolphins had interest in him. Could you imagine Barry Sanders and Dan Marino on the same team? Like, <laughs> didn't Jimmy Johnson fuck that up? I think so. Like Jim Jim Johnson like, fucks everything up though, right? Because. He was the like he did the blockbuster trade for Walter Thurmond, right? Is that right, or was that Landry, Tom Landry? Either way, like Jimmy Johnson was the coach at the time when it was going to happen, and he fucked it up, which is also the same reason why Marino never had a defense. It's oh, it, well. that, that's sad. You're a little bit older than us, but uh, I'm a I'm a very firm believer that Dan Marino ruined the Miami Dolphins, so I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> we just can't have nice things now is that what it is or you just think they're cursed well it's because Go ahead, we Andy. had such a great quarterback right that everyone's like oh we need to find the next Marino and we get a quarterback like Tannehill who he's not the best quarterback in the world I'll admit it right let's like hear he, it he did his job but he's arguably the best quarterback since Marino but he's not Marino he's not the one so, I wish like, we could go back in time and that Calais Campbell hit never happened because I truly believe that things would be a lot different with Tannehill if he never took that injury. You know, he leads the Dolphins into the playoffs. You know, maybe they beat Pittsburgh, maybe they don't, but injuries and not supporting him with an offensive line, you know, that was his downfall. I hope the best for him. Yeah. I hope he goes out there and wins the Super Bowl. I hope he's holding up the Lombardi later this year or early next year and he's a fucking Super Bowl MVP because that guy deserves it. I know people give <laughs> yeah. a shit, but I, I completely agree with you. I mean, He's been the best thing that they've had since since Dan Marino retired. And, you know, that's – you need to find a better version of Ryan Tannehill, right? I mean, that's kind of what you're looking for, a guy that's more consistent and, you know, slightly better. I, I, I don't know that this fan base will ever find a Dan Marino, and you're right. That's kind of what they continue to compare these guys to, and that's just unfair because he's Dan Marino. There's, there's no other Dan Marino. Right. Exactly. Everybody drools over Patrick Mahomes, but, I mean – I don't know, man. Patrick Mahomes is pretty damn good, though. Patrick Mahomes is really fucking good. I don't know where I was going with that because I, I always say, like, I joke around and say, you know, he might be at some point he could become the greatest quarterback of all time, but I don't. That that hurts me to say it. Hey, you guys want to know what's really awesome about Pat Mahomes? The team that drafted him was able to trade up to get him, and they let him sit for a whole year. It's really a weird concept, I know, but here we are. And they well, Aaron Rodgers the sat for however long, right? Aaron Rodgers didn't start until his fourth season in the NFL. He sat longer in the green room than Josh Rosen sat on his on the Cardinals or Dolphins, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. But Patrick Mahomes, I mean, they jumped over. The, the Dolphins had a chance. If they really wanted to trade up and, you know, you Chris Greer or who, what was it, Tannenbaum at the time, whoever the hell you instilled your faith in, if they really thought that he was the guy, they could have went and got him. They're just... They've been cowards for all these years, and I think they're finally starting to realize, you know, if they don't go and make a move this year, they're they're probably going to be unemployed. So I, I don't know this whole tank thing. What I don't know who who are you? Who do you guys want in the draft? If you had to pick a quarterback, I'm I'm on the Tua train. I kind of feel that he's the guy that gives this team that once in a generation talent. But at the end of the day, I mean, none of these guys have ever played in the NFL. Everyone talks about their supporting cast, so you can't really overlook that but who who are your guys top quarterbacks or, or who do you want to see the Dolphins draft in April and truly believe that that's going to change around the franchise all right so I have the same things about Tua that I do Tom Brady I believe it's mostly yak from his receivers and I I want our first 
three picks to be defense. I want Chase Young first. If Espinenza is there, take him. I want a cornerback to put on the outside of Howard, right? I think our linebackers are good enough. Like, we can we can manage with that for right now, right? We'll probably do something in the offseason, too, free agent-wise. Then in the second round, we could start looking quarterbacks Jalen or wide Hurts. receivers or whatever. <laughs> Jalen Hurts would be all right. I'd be good with if uh, – if he came, if he declared for the draft, the kid from Texas, Ellinger. Um, yeah, you actually, like those that, mobile. You like those mobile quarterbacks. I, I can't, I can't hate that because I mean, Jalen like, Hurts is, I don't know, man. That, he's fun and he he wears a visor and he wears the number one and that just uh, something about a quarterback wearing a number one and a visor. I, I don't know. It makes me feel like I'm fucking playing Madden like ten years ago, creating my own player, just running around the field like Michael Vick. <laughs> look at look at the players that are like ecstatic in it or like electric in the NFL right now. Like Mahomes is pretty mobile. I mean, he's not like a runner; he's a pass first guy, but he's mobile as shit. Russell Wilson might be the most mobile quarterback in the NFL, and he's exciting to watch. Lamar Jackson, Lamar, yeah, yeah, I knew we were gonna say that. that right I'm just that, saying, Lamar I mean, Jackson makes of, me sick to think that they could have had him, and you know they took Minka instead, and now Minka's gone. Yeah, that one hurt. That one hurts a little bit. At least we got our first round back in a way. Yeah, and it, it's probably going to be a higher pick if hopefully the Steelers suck. Which they probably will. I mean, they're on their third quarterback, but I'm hoping their defense still does good because I have them on, our, on all my fantasy teams. And, but, and I, I do like what you're saying with building a defense because the whole reason when they brought in Brian Flores was while the entire NFL was going to you know the offensive-minded coaches, they brought in this defensive mind, a guy who oh shut down Sean McVay in the Super Bowl, so... You get him a, a decent cornerback, uh, the opposite of Howard. You get him Chase Young, like you said. I mean, that guy's got to be probably the best Ohio State pass rusher to come out in years, and that's saying like that's saying a lot. He's probably the right, best player in the draft. And then you get Jalen Hurts or someone like that in round two. I mean, let him sit, compete with whoever. If you keep Josh Rosen around or if it's Magic's there, it's, it's not a bad idea. I just don't know that the Dolphins, you know, they, they have this epic tank. They made all these moves for a first-round pick. I just feel like they're going to – do something crazy, and if it's not Tua, I'm scared it's going to be a. As much as I like him, I do like Justin Herbert, but I'm scared. You know, if it's not Tua, they they might go up there and get a Herbert, rush him, and then you know what? They're in a same situation as they are now, and that that's a little scary. Yeah, I actually wouldn't mind Burrow either. See, hey. I'm starting. I'm really starting to warm up to him, and I'm gonna let it play out a little bit. But uh, he he looks really damn good. Yeah. Uh, the thing about the thing about like college quarterbacks and supporting cast think about let's go back to 2013 or 2014 uh lsu was jarvis landry odell beckham jr and jeremy hill on the same offense and zach mettenberger was the quarterback mettenberger got drafted in the nfl in the sixth round to go to the titans and i think he started for like one season now he doesn't even play in the nfl anymore so that would be the scenario that i would be worried about coming out of college is these guys got these phenomenal starting cast members that are get drafted really high rounds. Quarterbacks looks really good, but it's not of his, you know, it's not his talents that's lifting everybody else up. Which is weird because we look back, like Trubisky was drafted number two and he played for like North Carolina who didn't have anybody else drafted, which is weird. But here we are. Or like Pat Mahomes, right? Texas Tech. He had Jakeem Grant as his wide receiver. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a. I'm still gonna ride the no expectations gang gang because I'm tired of and the Dolphins drafting Charles Harris, Deion Jordan, and you know Minka Fitzpatrick or whatever. I don't want players like that. I just want the Dolphins to hit on whoever they pick. I mean, JJ Watt was drafted like number thirteen overall, and he's arguably the best defensive player in the last decade. I mean. What Aaron Donald was in the double digits too, so I just don't see the need to have to draft up early. As long as you hit on the picks, that's all that matters. Yeah, you're right. I just hope that Chris Greer and you know his awesome staff that he's brought in. I, I know he brought in Reggie McKenzie and Marvin Allen. Both guys have you know familiarity building up teams that you look around the NFL, and that's kind of the reason. But you just hope they can hit on it, because if they don't, it's going to set us back a long time. 
Yeah, for sure. So I want to bring something up about last week's game. I know I said it on Twitter once, but we scored the most points against the Bills than any other team this season. So Mm. if we're trying to tank, I think we're doing it wrong, (laughs) right? It would appear that way. (laughs) No, we're not. As long as we're still purposely losing the game, which we might be because that onside kick was... It was, a, it was a risky call, but it wasn't executed. But basically, uh, we're trying to still put an entertaining product on the field because that's what ultimately sells tickets, right? An entertaining product. So if we're pretending to win games, people are going to be like, oh, hey, we might win because there's half a Dolphins Twitter that's like, oh, yeah, we're not tanking. There's no way. These guys are still playing hard. That's why they're supporting the team, right? What so I- that's the... That's how I, I see it. What I really can't understand is how this team looks so much better with Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. I mean, I, I don't know how you guys felt about Josh Rosen, but I was kind of, you know, really excited when the trade went through. I was kind of excited when he was going to start. He looked like the better quarterback in preseason. But, my God, I mean, this offense looked night and day compared to what it has earlier in the season. So there there has to be something there. that ha- There has to be something that fits magic. But I don't know, man. But- I you're right. They went out there and they played another great half. They they fumbled the ball. What it was? It was after that Matt Hawk, uh, uh, that sneak they did on fourth down. What he threw a pick then a couple plays later, and after that it was like kind of the turning point. So I think you're right. They they hang around in it, and then when they realize that they can, you know, start to tank, they they go out there and tank. Yeah, and I, I don't necessarily know if that's like a true statement. Like I don't know if they're like purposely tanking, but. I don't like purposely so. like, where they, they go out and they're like, you know what? I'm going to throw a pick on this outside corner route right now. Right. But There's I no think play. the main, I think the reason why the, the offenses look different and I'm going to be, you know, maybe critical or completely in, incorrect, but as a baseball coach, I can tell when my players are throwing the ball differently. So like if I put a kid at shortstop, that's got a really quick release, but he doesn't have a lot of velocity, you know, my, my, my first baseman struggles a little bit. I think that has something to do with it. I think that Fitzpatrick and Rosen have such different throwing styles that the wide receivers vibe better with one than the other. And then the offense also is able to work around Fitzmagic's, uh, his like his throwing velocity just seems like it's more set up for the style of offense. Whereas Rosen's kind of got a longer stride and he wants to be able to air it out and be like a touch pass guy. And that doesn't work on like quick outs or slants or anything like that. And, and you don't want to say it's a, a mental thing, but, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick just plays like he has a, a big dick. I mean, that, that run that he had at the end of the game where he, he kind of, like, did a, a a little spin and then he ran into the end zone and bullied over the defender. I mean, that's not something that you would see Josh Rosen do. You know, he's he's a good player. I, I think he could eventually be a starter in this league, but if it's magic, man, he just seems to have a – if if he puts his heart – if I'm going to score here, I'm going to fucking score and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to run over whoever's in my way and – it seems like, you know, the rest of the team kind of responds to that. So I don't know. I think they have a very good chance of being the Steelers. And like you said earlier, if there was a game to win, that would be that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, side note, what a- side note, I talked about this on Twitter. I don't want to cut you off, Haggy, but if you guys want to prove that the Dolphins are tanking, wait until another team wins a game. As soon as another winless team wins a game, the Dolphins will win a game if they're purposely tanking. If they're not, they won't. Does that make sense? That's my theory. So, like, let's make it down to let's make it to week fourteen, and we got the Dolphins zero and fourteen. Everybody else is two and eleven. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins try to win the last two games of the season and like legitimately do that. I, maybe I, I just maybe I, I lost you guys. No, no, you didn't at all. And I just think that, like, we sit here and talk about the tanking, but there's no way in hell Brian Flores is tanking. There's no way in hell the players are tanking. If anything, it's the front office that, you know, they depleted the roster. They want in their best interest to have that top pick to get whoever their quarterback is. So I, I don't think anyone could sit here, and if they are arguing with you on Twitter, that they're going out there and deliberately trying to lose. I think that's, you know, bullshit. I don't think the players are that in that in it that deep, and I don't think the coaching staff is because I don't know, it was, what was it? Two weeks ago when they played Washington and you saw them fail that two-point conversion, they showed Flores on the sideline, and he looked like he just like watched his best friend get shot before his eyes. Like He looked devastated, and you wouldn't feel that type of way if you weren't going out there. And what they've done in the last two weeks, I mean, they've put everything on the line. Like How many, 
how many Dolphins teams have you seen like do fake punts and fake field goals? And the first play of the damn game, they were going to let Albert Wilson try to throw the football. Like that, that's just not something the Dolphins are going to do if they're trying to tank. So I don't think the players and the coaches are trying to tank, but I definitely think you know Stephen Ross even said it in his press conference. They go three and thirteen, and that's what it takes. We're going to do what's best for this rebuild. So. They tried what they could to deplete the roster. Now they just got to make sure it works because, I mean, Cincinnati's right there, and people keep trying to say they're a worse team than the Dol- or they're a better team than the Dolphins, and I just don't see it because they look like shit, and Andy Dalton is trash. True statement. What do you guys think about Mark Walt? I think he's doing pretty good. It's his time now, isn't it? Drake's going to be traded, you know, any minute, and Mark Walton kind of seemed to sh- put some life into that offense. So he broke away from a taser too in the offseason. He got busted for pot. So he's kind of a, you know, poor man's Ricky Williams. Yeah. I like Maggie, that. Cut you off clear. What were you going to say? If you remember. I don't. Damn, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have cut you off. It's all good. My fault. You know what? I'm interested in seeing, uh, um, obviously where Drake ends up because I think he's a better running back than what we've got. Like, even though Walton's been playing good, I just don't think he's been getting the right opportunity. Like he hasn't been for all of Gase's time not, either. Not a single Miami Dolphins running back since Ricky Williams has gotten the right amount of touches. And that's I would fair. Even argue that, I would even argue that statement with Ronnie Brown. All right, all right. That's interesting. I wouldn't agree with Ronnie, but maybe that's well, just because that, that team was that team was completely different when we had Ronnie Brown. But just saying, I don't know if any like he was drafted number two overall, right? So yeah. why wouldn't they make him the face of the, the team? I mean, they didn't try. They didn't even do that. They did for a while, and then Ricky came back, and they had a one-two punch. Yeah, and they still didn't do it right. But anyway, I'm just saying, like, J.H.I. didn't average enough touches. Lamar Miller never averaged enough touches. Kenyon Drake still doesn't have enough touches. I mean, it just seems like the Miami way to get these badass running backs and then never give them a ball. And that's going to be the most frustrating thing with Kenyon Drake getting traded because, you know, from coaching staff after coaching staff, he thought he was going to finally get his opportunity. And, you know, whether it was Damian Williams or – you know, one one man after the next coming in and taking over that spot, you know, Frank Gore or, or whoever it was, Kalen Balaj earlier in the year. I mean, Kalen Balaj looks like crap. I mean, the, the, he can barely get a two-yard run on the goal line and score a touchdown. He's not a guy that you would see as a running back one, and they just continue to sit Kenyon Drake out and, you know, give him nine touches a game and barely use him in the passing game. So I can't wait to see what he does. If he does get traded to Detroit, everyone talks about how great on Johnson was supposed to be. I don't know if you guys play fantasy football. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you're both. Very competitive in your fantasy football leagues. You know, Carryon Johnson is overhyped every year. He's a guy that, personally, I loved him. You know, PPR and Maven, you thought he was going to do these great things. Now he's on the IR. Kenyon Drake is pretty much what people hope Carryon Johnson can be, at least from a skill set. So I, I would like to see him go to a team where they're going to feed him the rock because Kenyon Drake deserves it. Yeah, he does. And I'm, I have a mixed review depending on which uh, league I'm in. I'm in a league with... Uh, tone and uh travis and i'm absolutely dominating but then in my other league with my friends and family i'm like three and four so i actually haven't played fantasy football in a few years i was a commissioner of a pretty high dollar league for a few years and uh it burnt me out it really did and i think i think the main reason why i played fantasy football to begin with was around the time the Dolphins went 1-15, and and I was like, you know what, I need something else to root for. And then, you know, Tannehill got drafted, and I think it was probably like 2016 was the last time I played fantasy football. And I was like, man, the Dolphins are finally good, and I can focus on, like, rooting on them. And that didn't work out very good. So here we are. It's time to get back into it. (laughs) I did feel like when I was playing fantasy football, I was a better overall like overall football fan. Um, and like, you know, people could ask me about any team and now I'm just, uh, I'm pretty, you know, one teamed out. It's kind of hard because you think fantasy football might take your mind off things. And then there's even bye weeks where you're sitting there and you're, you make a shitty move in your lineup that just costs you the game and you just feel just as devastated 
almost just as devastated as you do watching the Dolphins. So it's twofold. You love it when you're out there winning. I mean, I'm sure Haggy, when he beats these guys, he's going to feel great. He's going to be able to shit talk. I, Haggy, did, didn't you do the AAF league? Wasn't that you? Yeah, that was, I was commissioned on that one. Yeah, that was that was a fucking nightmare, man. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was so. We fun, never knew who it, was starting. Yeah, <laughs> I think like at that. one point you just changed it to like, okay, San Diego's running back, and you didn't even like bother having an actual player because it was just such a shit show. But I mean, yeah, that, pretty much. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I really hope that XFL works out. Maybe I'll do XFL fantasy football league. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. I, I'm in. <laughs> I'll round it's up the group. XFL would be really interesting. I wonder, like, if the thing about the AA, like, uh, it was called AAF, right? Yeah. Okay, so the thing about that is it was exciting, but it wasn't that exciting. And I feel like if it was more successful, then maybe the NFL would have to put, like, a better product on the field. I know a lot of people are arguing that like the product on the field right now in the NFL is like the worst that we've ever seen. Um, the guys from Rockpile Report were talking about after week five, like the overall record. You know, there was more losing teams in week five than any other team or any other year going up to this point. Um, kind of look about like the blowouts on primetime games have been awful. You know, it just doesn't seem like there's a significant amount of competitive teams anymore. The thing about the XFL is if it puts a competitive product on the field, then maybe the NFL will have to do the same thing. So I think it's going to be a good thing either way. Yeah, it definitely can know. be. Competition is always good, man. Yeah. It's like if you watch wrestling, I don't know if you guys are into that, but there's different yep. federations popping up, and it's just making – well, WWE still sucks, never mind, so. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just shut up. <laughs> we're not, we're not our mostly wrestling podcast friends. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. But um, so we've talked a good amount about the Dolphins. Uh, do we want to talk about our charity for this week? Oh hell yeah, my favorite part, the charity of the week. So is this where I go? Is this where you want me to say something? Yeah, basically we say, hey, Houts, what charity do you want to feature this week? And then you say, I'm going to feature. All right. All right, I'm going to feature St. Jude's. And this is what I have written down. I have a mission statement. The mission of St. Jude's Children Research Hospital is to advance cures and means of prevention for pediatric catastrophic diseases (laughs) to research and treatment. And basically I chose this because uh, I'm a father of two. I have a niece that suffers from a, a certain kind of illness that, you know, prevents her from doing some things that, you know, we might take advantage of. So it's something that's near and dear to my heart. I don't think that anyone should have to suffer, especially little children. So that's why I picked St. Jude's. That's that's all I got. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. St. Jude's is near, near and dear to me. Um, if you guys have listened to us before, we've, we've featured St. Jude's early on in our charity featuring. Um, but St. Jude's is my favorite charity. I'm not even going to lie to you. So I appreciate the shit out of you, Josh, for selecting that one. Yeah, and I think they always ask you when you're at your grocery store sometimes. And whenever they ask you if you want to donate, I always, yep, I'll donate. Yeah, uh, I just want to, I know that if you guys want to hear a little bit more about St. Jude's, just go check to, check out their website, stjude.org. But my favorite thing that they advertise is that no family or child at St. Jude will ever have to pay for anything. They don't have to pay for food. They don't have to pay for housing. They don't have to pay for any other treatment. So every kid that's ever admitted to St. Jude Children's Hospital is completely admission-free. That is amazing. St. Jude's a real MVP. Damn right. And I think that their cancer survival rate has gone up like 80% since they started. So the the more kids that are alive and can grow and build our future, the better. I mean, children are our future, so. And I don't want to get morbid, but the parents should never have to bury their child. Absolutely. That's it's terrible. Yeah. 
thank you for selecting that charity, Josh. I, I really do appreciate it, truly. No problem, man. Well, that knocks down two of the three main topics we talk about. Josh, what do you know about the Midwest? Well, I know you mentioned South Dakota earlier, and I will admit that when I was younger, fifth grade, you guys might not have been born then. I don't know how long ago that was. That would have been <laughs> nine. That'd have been like '95, maybe. I, my mom and dad got us in this big ass van, and I don't mean it's a normal size van. This thing was huge, and we drove all the way out to Montana, where my my uncle and aunt lived. We went through North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming. I mean, we went all over. I guess that would be the Northwest. It sure as hell is in Ohio. So whoever told Sutton Northwest is Ohio, that is bullshit. And I, I'm I'm getting angry just thinking about it. How the hell is that the Northwest? It's clearly it's Midwest. Okay, whatever. Fuck, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we traveled out there. I, I don't do well with storms, so like there are a lot of tornadoes out there. I think so. Like that's a little bit uh, scary. But I mean, we went to the Badlands. We went to Mount Rushmore. We saw that crazy horse shit. We went to Old oh, Faithful. We went horse. to Yellowstone. We went all over. I mean, this was fifth grade, so it was awesome. So, uh, is is this? Am I in the Midwest? Is, am I even talking about the Midwest right now? Okay, so my spitballing um, about a completely different area. The Yellowstone stuff that's in my neck of the woods, which is technically the Northwest, okay. um, or the the West, and then um, yeah, basically from Ohio to South Dakota is Midwest. So, okay, so I, I hit on most of that, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Now yeah, is Montana crazy. is Montana West? That's West then. Montana's West, but it's okay. not Midwest. Gotcha. So I'm actually it, our show's a little hypocritical. We've mentioned it a few times. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm based, me and Colorado. We're both posers. So. <laughs> yeah. So Crazy Horse and Mount Rushmore are an hour from where I live. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. It's it's beautiful out there. I mean. Uh, it, it was one no, of but, no, it's not. Western South Dakota is disgusting. It's not coming. Yeah, yeah. Don't go there. Never mind. Go to go to Ohio. Go to the Midwest, Ohio. Beautiful Ohio, or Indiana, or some shit. No one ever said beautiful Ohio. <laughs> I will. You say, know, there's like, like a whole bunch of astronauts that came from Ohio. So I mean. If it's that bad that you have to, like, literally leave the planet. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. That, that's what Ohio will make you do. Hop in a fucking spaceship and just, I'm out. That's why Sutton has all the kids, is he's trying to get a crew to build a rocket. <laughs> that's a good theory. <laughs> Gonna build his own civilization somewhere else. Damn. The Suttons. Damn. All right. Well, what about what? Is there anything else? Like, I mean, you got to travel it when you're in fifth grade. You said that the weather's kind of bad here. I can kind of attest to that. I mean, I got 18 inches of snow at my house two days ago, and it was 65 degrees today. So that was pretty cool. Do you guys eat a lot of game out there? Like, do you eat a lot of exotic meats? No, it's not exotic to us, but I mean, deer and elk is pretty common. Yeah, elk's kind of what I've been. Do they eat bear out there? I think people eat bear. Um, yeah, I've seen it like on some menus, and I've heard of people eating it, but that's not a South Dakota thing, so maybe that's closer to Haggy style. I'm more of a buffalo guy. I have bison meat like about once a week right now. So That's awesome. Dang. And that's another thing. Out there, they sold uh, cow patties everywhere we went. I remember my my mom would go out there and forage for them, and we'd have our own that we'd be like, because you'd go to the store, and they were like, I don't remember, five bucks or something. It was for a piece of cow shit that hardened. So that's pretty interesting that you guys sell that kind of stuff out there. I don't know if that's still typical. They use, the, they use still... that stuff to burn kilns, like if you're a pottery person. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, it's like the fuel in the kiln. Kind of weird, but. An old high school teacher of mine had a, uh, food truck at the state fair that would sell uh, cow pies and they are delicious basically it's a deep fried hamburger and they were amazing but i haven't been to the fair in years so aggie's favorite fair food yeah probably a fried burger it's good oh like, that I sounds good i'm just yet. trying to i'm just trying to picture it and it sounds fantastic like he has a special press that like presses the bun around it so it's all sealed in. And he fries it. Batters yeah. it and fries it, damn. 
So good. Sounds dope. This is like fried Oreos and fried Snickers. Those are pretty legit. Yep. Yeah, no, I found out they just dip it in pancake batter, and then it made me feel a little dirty. I always yeah, thought, they'd, I always thought they'd, they use, like, some magical batter and shit, and then I found out if they just make, like, Bisquick or something. Uh, I think we're losing Taylor again. Can you hear him? What the fuck? Now you're good. It was just that yeah. whenever you started talking about your fried stuff. Oh. Pancake batter, waffle batter, funnel cake batter, all the same. Yep. Well, I feel like I got to ask our fa- well, not our favorite question. We have a lot of favorite questions. I don't know. Standard question. How's that sound? How's, yeah. How do you like steak prepared? All right. I'm going to say, I'll say medium. I, my wife is the medium rare, and hers is more towards the rare side, but I'll say... I like my medium. Is that what you mean? Doneness? Or are you talking like yeah. fucking seared and... Well, you, you can know, go as in-depth you want as you want. Baste, baste it in some butter and throw <laughs> some herbs in there. Is that what you're asking? But well, I if, know that if, yourself, if I'm right? making it... Yeah, well, yeah. So if I'm making a steak, I'm going to get a nice cast iron, heat that bad boy up, throw some butter in there, sear all the sides, kind of baste it a little bit, and then maybe finish it in the oven. At least that's what we do at work. Um, make a demi or something. But honestly, I don't know how the hell people – and I know Mike is, you know, everyone loves Mike, and he, he always has it first. But who the hell puts ketchup on a steak? I mean, I know Patrick Mahomes, I know Patrick, I know Patrick Mahomes does it, but come on. That, that's that's, that's why he'll never be the goat. <laughs> and, you, and you have to – I mean, it has to be a dog chew if you're putting ketchup on it. There's no way you're doing it to like a medium rare steak, right? I, I hope not. It's a steaks. Like I can respect it if it's like I can't, but if it, you know, it, it'd make a little bit of sense if it was just already killed to shit and you were trying to add flavor to it. But you let you let that steak go. What about you guys? I, how do you guys like them? Don't say well done. Mid rare. Oh no, well done's not allowed on Midwestern fans. Okay. Then we politely yet firmly ask them to leave. <laughs> right. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> God damn it, Bobby! Glad you guys got that. Um, I'll do uh, medium to medium rare, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah, Try I'm to get a, the grill I'm a, marks. I'm a mid rare to rare guy. Um, one method that I've been trying to perfect, and I'm having a really fucking tough time, but I think it's going to be legit if I can get it. But it's a reverse sear, so it's basically what you do opposite. So. Turn up your oven to like the lowest setting, 170 degrees or however cold your oven will go. You put the steak seasoned in the cold cast iron in the oven. And you basically bring it up to like 100 degrees or however done you want it. You pull it out. You let your steak rest. Then you throw your cast iron on. You heat it up. And then you sear it after you've brought it up to temperature. But I'm having a really tough time timing it out still. So now I think when when I nail it, it's going to be... Awesome. So have you ever heard of sous vide cooking? Have you ever, you know, yeah, uh, it uh, kind of sounds like it's similar to that, except, you know, you're not using a fancy immersion circulator or anything like that. Yeah, it's basically an open sous vide. So instead of okay. it being enclosed in water, it's an open air sous vide style. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I want to I want to get better at it, but I think I need to get a new oven because mine sucks really bad. Did you guys see that? Guy? I can't remember who it was, and it, I feel like a dick not remembering. But there was that guy, guy on Twitter that tried to air fry chicken, and he pulled it out, and the shit was like rare. Do you do you guys remember that? You follow him? You know who I'm talking about? I feel like I know what you're talking about. I, I I can't find the picture. I can't find who it was. Just just forget I said anything. But this poor guy said he put this thing in the air fryer for 20 minutes, and he pulled it out, and it looked like it was you know, it, it was fucking gross. So if you get chicken from like local Hutterite clans, you can actually cook it less than well done because it doesn't have like all the same possible diseases that like processed chicken has. Isn't that weird? Like Hutterite chicken doesn't carry salmonella. So you can actually cook it like less than cooked all the way through. Yeah, I'm still cooking chicken all the way through. That's just nasty. Oh, 
Me, me too. I'm just saying that you can't. I used to try to get people to pay me to eat. Try just try a little like scrap of uncooked chicken because I I think salmonella. I always joked that it was just a myth. I know it's not just a myth, but I was trying to make some free money because what's the worst that's gonna happen? I'm gonna have the shits. I'm yeah, gonna to, I'm gonna have to bear ass everywhere. Bear ass. Go. I had to throw that out there because I'm sure you guys, you know, line the toilet like princesses, but that's not me. I'm a bear ass heathen. Nice. But this isn't. You guys inches. are crazy. <laughs> that's true. We're nine inches. So. What did Taylor say? I said Tone would be so proud of us. How do the fuck you can't hear me? It did cut out. You sound like you're whispering. Sweet nothings in her ear. Okay, well, I can do that later, too. Oh. Shit. Mm. Looks like I know what I'm doing later tonight. <laughs> yeah. Get your sock ready. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys feeling right now? Good. Pretty good. It's almost midnight over here. In the north, in the in the Midwest over here in Pennsylvania, you know what that means, right? <laughs> no, it's Midwestern after dark three. Yeah. Shit, is this where you play dance music? No, it's just the third episode that we recorded late at night. This is the best time to record. Why the hell is R.I.P. Cupcake recording on or uh, trending on Twitter? Fuck is cupcake. Oh shit. Hey. Never mind. Now I feel like a real dick. Uh oh. Why what was it? A three year old girl. <laughs> and we and we were just talking about that earlier. Oh jeez. I was Aww. hoping I was hoping it was like a cupcake company or something. Now I feel sick. Damn. Hey, so while that's brought up, just remember to check out St. Jude Children's Hospital. It's my favorite charity. They're wonderful working with kids. If you go there, you don't have to pay for anything. The families don't have to pay for housing. The kids don't have to pay for any of their medical bills. They're the leading frontline researcher on cancer and childhood cancer research. So just keep, you know, check them out. Make sure that you know about them and understand the awesome things that St. Jude Children's Hospital does. There, how'd you like that little leeway? It was great. And do not click on that hashtag. That is the saddest shit you'll, you'll ever read. I was hoping. All right, so don't don't click on that. Click on St. Jude Children's Hospital instead. St. Jude.org. Josh probably thought it was some sort of rapper, and he's like doing his I old thought it man was thing. Like, that was like a cupcake company or something. I was like, okay, that's yeah, that was rough. Got All any right. last dolphins or Midwest notes you want to talk about? Houts where we scoot. No, I mean, thanks for having me on, boys. I mean, I was bitching for months, and now I can finally sit here and say I was part of Midwest Fins. Just, yeah. I, I, I guess go Dolphins. I mean, what do we want to see them win this week? Is that what we came to the conclusion of? Go Dolphins, win, beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then tank the rest of the way. That's right. That's exactly yeah. how Because the Dolphins and the Bengals are the last two winless teams, right? Because the Jets won? Yes. The- yeah, not to the Patriots, though. Oh, my gosh. That game was so pitiful. That's what I was going to talk about. Okay. So, <laughs> what? It, okay, it was really funny because, like, they showed Gase, like, talking to him, to Darnold, and he's like, hey, you know, you just got to get the ball in the end zone, right? Get the ball back after half. And, like, the way you were saying it, like, it, it didn't sound inspiring at all. <laughs> like he's trying, like he's trying to put some confidence in his young quarterback, and it does not sound great. Like he's just like it almost seemed condescending to me. Like, uh, I guess he, doing, he probably had it. Was he doing the crazy eye thing that he always does? Well, I mean, it wasn't like a crazy eye, but it was like pretty stoic. There was like no energy to it, and like, like I mean, I've had to talk my kids up like coaching middle school football but man <laughs> i never had anything that rough that was right after darnold said he saw ghosts right yeah it was a little bit after that jesus uh, so you sat through that game i'm sorry man i sat through a good portion of it like i just i just wanted to watch the wreckage like oh man 
so worth it. I don't. Again, I don't. Want, I don't want the Patriots to win like any other time of the year. But <laughs> oh, that was just great. I hope that the Jets keep Adam Gase for a long time. Yeah, I hope an extension comes out by the end of the year. That'd be awesome. It would be, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets fired pretty soon either. Yeah. Then they bring in Lincoln uh, Riley, and then we're screwed. The New York media is brutal, so I'm surprised that he still has a job, to be honest. Like, I thought that starting only would be done for. Apparently, he's good yeah. friends with the GM, but Joe Douglas? Well, what must the be best, best friends forever. The GM that was on the Jets when he got hired got fired, so. Yeah, uh, you got to be a special kind of crazy to willingly come in and take over an Adam Gase coach team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Brian Flores. <laughs> wonder if that's the uh, the first thing that Miami Dolphins Twitter is finally starting to agree on, that Adam Gase sucks as the coach, and it took him going to another team for people to realize that. They They don't agree on anything. Fair. Yeah, there's probably a few people out there saying Adam Gase is still an offensive genius. Look what he did with Cutler. <laughs> Adam Gase made Peyton Manning. Do you guys know that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think he bought him coffee once. Yeah, he, Peyton Manning let him sit next to him. That was about all he did. Yeah. Uh. Well, I feel pretty good. You guys doing all right? Yeah. Living the dream. This this was awesome. Very no, thankful. Fun. I had a really good time. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We'll uh we'll invite you back some other time. Next time the Dolphins have a winning record. Oh, that's how well, long it's <laughs> that's gonna be a few years, but and preseason yeah. counts. Preseason counts. Oh okay. Uh, well even still maybe. Who knows? Yes, yeah. Hopefully I get on sooner than that. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to Midwestern Fins. Midwestern Fins After Dark, Episode 3, or just Episode 15 in general. Appreciate all of you. Have a good night, everybody.